Hi, I'm Dan Cottrell, editor of Rugby Coach Weekly. You're about to jump into one of our podcasts. If you want to find out more about this podcast and also all of the great content, drills, activities, games and advice on the website, then go over to www.rugbycoachweekly.net. I hope you enjoy the podcast. You're actually listening to from the high performance, you know, sector. You know, come down with me and I'll show you that working with kids for them is like herding cats, okay? But sweeping the sheds at the end of it all, okay, is just not important. Rugby Coach Weekly presents The Coaching Knife, where we cut to the root, cut out the fluff, and challenge the masters of their domain to cut to the chase. Welcome to The Coaching Knife, where we cut to the roots of the matter. In this episode, we speak to Craig Gunn, Gunny, coach, teacher, and motivational educator and founder of Gunn Engagement. Focusing on why high-performance sport is dangerous for grassroots sport, we're going to cut to the root on why we need to break the brooms of the All Blacks. Gunny, are you ready for the knife? <laughs> yes, thanks, Dan. Cheers for having me. Okay. Surely, sweeping the sheds is a good example of good club culture oh well going back to those famous words it depends look i would suggest that a lot of what's been going on with the grassroots over the last few decades in in my country anyway has been high well hoodwinked hoodwinked by high performance now with social media in particular okay you can look at that sweeping the sheds uh you know sheds thing as an almost um what do they call it a trope in social media why why look at the all blacks when you could look at what's going on in any classroom, let alone the, you know, Japanese Olympics, you know. Um, okay, so, okay, so I, I can understand that, but, but surely uh, it's good to have people that we can look up to because these are the best athletes, they're achieving a lot. So why, why not look at them and try at least to aspire to them? Well, that goes back to the, you know, question of what is sport for? Okay, so I spoke to a bloke called Vinnie Webb from your country, I think he's involved in SIMSA. And aren't we just about movement first? See, my background is physical education, and I'm actually from the Australian variety where we are real, real, you know, generalists. So everything happens from movement. Now, a lot of this stuff, guys, where let's take photos and put them out there, and there was a real crazer at one point about sweeping the sheds. I just think that's virtue signaling. So just talk to me about then uh, why... Do you, do, you, do you need to have both? I mean, surely you need to have a good culture that you look after your environment and you'd move well. Yeah, well, sure, sure. Okay, so let's let's go back down to one of the things that I say a lot, okay, is you need to actually have a safe environment, okay? Psychological safety, you're a teacher, you know that. But just adding this layer onto everything where you you might be from a community club, and I certainly am, where old people, club diehards are involved, and that's their job. Like, um, I, I, I just think it's a balance, and a lot of these people who you're actually listening to from the high-performance sector, come down with me, and I'll show you that working with kids, for them, is like herding cats, okay? But sweeping the sheds at the end of it all, okay, is... Just not important. I'm so what is it? What, so what is important then? What? So we want psychological safety. 
what's important if if they're not sweeping the sheds or taking pictures of it what should they be doing which is not necessarily high performance in terms of high performance movement but good solid things that grassroots clubs should be doing to promote and gen- generally build their athletes into better people oh okay so well one thing i'd be doing is going and you know talking to the people who are teachers okay in your club but i have a sort of system that when i came over your way and i actually you know taught people and i would say guys everything works and everything doesn't work i'm not saying that you know sweeping the sheds and you know putting it out there isn't a good thing mm. but i just think there was too much of a focus on it but yeah, yeah look what, what, so, what so where's the focus so where's the focus got to go so okay what we're okay. saying is that it's not a bad thing to sweep the shed this is this is fine but it's it's the thing we shouldn't be celebrating that the most we should be looking at something else more important so what is yep. that well, okay so the focus as a teacher you know is the young person okay or the old person okay so let's just look at my context generally youth and um you know juniors okay right for that to work and if you recall you know my my saying that i've ripped off many people maslow before bloom okay you can you can break that down in okay well you're gonna have to break it down now let's let's start that maslow okay maslow maslow's hierarchy of needs okay maslow's hierarchy of needs um abram maslow very old-fashioned idea but still works so a lot of people with the sweeping the sheds thing, they're going to another level, okay? You know, heading towards self-actualization. But yeah, so just so, so just just to part- remind sorry, I'm just gonna remind people. So uh, great. So we understand that Maslow's hierarchy starts with at the bottom, you've got to feel safe and secure, and then you uh you build up, you layer up on top of that. I think it's safe, secure, and then it goes to I think self-esteem and then self self-actualization. I think I've missed something in in the in the middle there. So, so there's there's a build-up yeah. of uh, things yeah. which motivates you to be more more engaged and work work harder. Okay. So, so what's so, the so for those? Yeah, no, that's that's a really it's much better than me explaining. It. Um, <laughs> I've missed out some but, stuff there. No, but no, but to get to these higher levels where you know people are. You know, like, you know, trying to engage higher order thinking, for example, and that's where the, um, you know, Bloom bits come in, Bloom's uh, taxonomy, right? Now, okay, let's not go down there, Dan, but basically you've got to have that safety first before anything happens. So, look, you know, some kids that I work with, the ones from massive trauma, you know, backgrounds, like, you know, sweeping the brooms comes later, you know what I mean? Like, they don't even know how to do it. That, you know, that okay, so right. That, so, what what do we start with? What do we start with? Okay. So, uh, yep. when when you okay. go to a session, what are you doing to? And I know okay. that you're absolutely nailed on with routines. What needs to happen? Okay. Well, first thing you've got to do is you get there 45 minutes early, mm-hmm. minimum. Okay. And I'll, I've said this many times. If you need to take a Valium or whatever, you know, to to relax, do it. Okay. <laughs> but you've got to set up really, really clearly. Now, I do it. I have green, yellow, red, and blue cones, okay? I have four by 10 meter, 10 meter by 10 meter grids, okay? And then I have sashes. Okay, you guys are huge into your bibs, but, you know, Mm -hmm. sashes are little with the same colors. I I set up, and depending on the age, then I'll have things like, you know, tackle bags out there for the kids to play on, okay? And that's when you start to actually work out who the kids are and what kind of, you and I can pick a kid on the uh, you know spectrum early. 
really early okay because we're teachers okay but that's when you start to get to know them and side on non-threatening talking to the parents or carers now some of these kids and I reckon I've been inspired in this little thing from a uh, you know kids whatever it was called in you know rugby thing that the RFU did where yeah. we had that Welsh guy that Welsh guy saying to us how about all the kids from the outside yeah. okay looking in okay so you know that that was really 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 important for me that I got because my mother's been going on for that all like at the same time so you know you could have you know kids with um, you know carers from institutions for example you know depending on whatever country you're at but you need to get to know them because they have handed these kids over okay so well, okay I would say so, so well, let, let, so i'm just going to stop you here so uh let's let's think about that so you've got to the practice as early as possible i mean 45 minutes would be with fantastic depending on so you get there as early as possible you lay it out you give some things for the players to muck around on depending on what sport you're in and when they're mucking around it, the session's not started officially, but the session started with you talking to the parents and watching the kids. Is that yep. where we're going with that? Yep. yep, that's it. And, you know, letting them engage because what you need to do is you need to start like one of your persons, you know, that I that I listened to who was about, you know, behaviour management. When he was talking routines, what you need to do is you've got to start early. I mean, like, you know, start on time and start bang into action. Okay, so... What you need to do is get, okay, this goes against child safety perhaps, but we're in an open environment, et cetera. Okay, you're going to get in trouble from clubs, but this is the only way it's going to work. You get those parents out onto the field. Okay, I'm famous for it. Even when I was working with the National Rugby League. Okay, give them, this is how it's going to look and work, et cetera. But then, bang, get them out involved with you. And that's why I can go in with the NRL and work with, four or five teams on my own, whereas they've got to send three people to do it in another way. So this is my... Okay, system. so I'm, I'm fascinated now to... Right, so obviously parents aren't going to be rushing around tackling their kids or thumping into their kids, but they're going to be in there. So what are the things that they're going to be doing which are going to make a difference? Because I can see that there's going to be uh, advantages, but they're not, they're, not, they're not coaches. So how are you going to help them know what they've got to do? Because one parent might rush off and... Uh, Reckon that they're the all star and try oh, yeah. and hand off their way all the way through. That happens for sure. No, look, you know, you're going to know who, who, mm. you know, who's who, meaning who wants to come out and who doesn't. Generally, it's it's you know people. Well, like like in my um, you know culture, it'll be people from big families, etc. So look, looking at sorry the stereotype, um, you know, Polynesian people or indigenous people, they'll come out. But I'll also try and grab one mum, okay, or you know, sister, and I'll just say it's really important. And I'll, 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 you know, beg and I'll plead, and I'll say, look, it's okay. I'll tell you what to do, but basically just play like the kids are playing, right? And at the start, first game is a game of ticky, okay. Or if it's older kids, it'll be some form of you know knee football. So we call it football you know, knee rugby or something like that where they're not going to get hurt, but they're engaged. Or it could be washing the cane toad, which I think I've you know shown you in some of my videos on your yeah. website, okay? But it'd be something like that. So, like, that in itself is just having a tackle shield and sashes, okay, tied, and you're dragging them along, 
Yeah, that's okay. right. I remember now. So you've got a you've got like a tackle pad, and they've got to yeah. they've got to fall on it. So just I mean, just to uh, we're putting a um, a bit of a, a warning on here. We're not having parents running into other kids. They're involved. No, no they're they're involved, but they're involved uh, so the kids can see. Now, is that is that because the behaviours of the parents can be used to help the kids understand what's going on? Yes, yes, and also because this one works with adults, kids. All adults love to be chased by adults or right. adults. All right, um, okay. So now let, let's first. say I'm, I'm now thinking that, okay, the kids could be really well behaved, but what happens if the parents start to be uh, misbehaved? Because you know that one or two parents will start to maybe uh, get over competitive and uh, get a bit frustrated. So what do you do then? Now, look, you know, I, I, I don't generally get that, but, okay, I, so there are things that we've left out. So, for example, they have a pill noodle. Okay, that's how they're playing. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, right, okay. Piggy. Okay, so, you know, those people... And they're not scared, touching, you know, they've got a pool noodle to uh, do the touch. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. yeah, but but the kids can touch them, and that's how it works. I haven't actually had that, apart from probably with, say, you know, Colts level, which is in Australia about under 20s. Like, like you might get some, you know, people who you've given them, you know, some, some coaches, you've given them the pool noodle, and they start trying to whack the hell out of them. <laughs> the players, oh, hang on, guys. It's not about that. You know what yeah. I mean? But you can use the pool noodles then. Yeah. As so, so I'm just saying. So I get, I get the, I get the pool noodles. So the, uh, so the, the parents really, because they're they're parents of the kids, they've got an idea of how you know the the levels they can be. I mean, sometimes an an 18 year old with a a nine year old, the 18 year old hasn't got that relationship because they've not been bringing up the kid. So what? So we've got the parents involved to create something different. So where where yeah. do you go from there? Where where do you get the parents off the pitch? Oh, they can't man, be there for the been... whole session, or are they? No, no, they are. They're right. there for the whole session. And well, every se- every then... single every single session of the season. No, 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 no. Oh. That's just how it starts. That's how it oh, starts. Right. And okay. then some will come back. Right. Some okay. will come back. Um, especially if you do it this way, it's like nothing they've ever experienced, of course. No. Okay, it's far different to all the lining up that they used to do. And and um, so some will then be then be talking behind your back or whatever, but you've done the hard work either way and got some of them out there yeah. and they realise, well, they're blowing hard for starters, but there's been a <laughs> hell of a lot of laughter, hell of a lot of you know engagement with the young people. So, yeah, look, you know, games of games of Tiggy Red Rover, we call it. You know, for the little kids, they're the hardest. You know, when I when I was talking about um, herding cats, okay, and that's where you and I, in that chaotic environment, those kids on the spectrum, you know, for example, or you know, kids who have suffered far worse with you know trauma, you can pick them out really early because they're. So the how are you gonna how are you gonna deal with them? Because I know we're moving away from. Yeah. So where where does high performance not fit into this then? So I, I can see this doesn't look like high performance. So where, where and, and obviously we're not being critical of high performance. We're just saying it's not appropriate for grassroots at this stage. Is that right? Of course it's not. Yeah. I mean like all you're doing here is trying to get the kids moving and feeling part of something socially right. you know um, and you're going to f- see that some kids aren't going to you know respond there might be one or two only. So, okay so okay. what are we going to be doing with those then because oh, I, no, I think every that. every coach knows that yep. there will be if they've got 15 yep. kids there there'll be one or two who are absolutely 
I, I'm not sure I'm going to say shit scared, but we'll use that word. <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, I, I grab their hand, you know, mm. for starters, and try and, you know, poke them along. Okay. I have red cups like that you get from Costco that are about, oh, I don't know, 15 centimetres high. Get them. And basically, if they don't want to play at this point, what I'll do is I will get one of the parents or their own parent over on the side with them where they will just start playing and sort of throwing down like Skittles. And then and then you just keep going back, seeing when, they're, when they want to come back. Right. It, it's my system and it works. Okay, they'll always so come back. So what we've got time. there is we've got like um, everybody going and there's the, the person who's not engaged is still engaged because they're doing something and they may yeah. be looking over and they're engaged and they may want to come in, but they don't have to come in. No. And the beauty of the chaos when it's organised chaos, remember herding cats, basically mm. is that they don't stand out because right. the other kids don't have a chance to look at them and think, oh, look at them. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're fully engaged in this other thing. Right. Okay. So that would be, that's step one and two of a five-step process. Should I keep going? <laughs> yeah. No, well, get, well, get us to number three then at least. Okay. No, I think I've done number three, which was, hang on, I just wrote down, uh, get parents set up early. Yep, yep. And start with a game, and then finally, you're gonna you're gonna practice your routines. Okay, okay. I, I, I thank you for having that person on saying. Yeah, that's that's you know, Tom Bennett. So, so that's he's coming on before you. So uh, okay. yeah, so, so just tell me through a, a key key couple of things to routines then. Well, and and so this is where the high performance stuff doesn't work. Okay, for us because with the high performance, you've got a captive audience that you know you're either going to cut them or not. Mm. Okay, mm. where so so. And you know, I, I, certainly the research would suggest, and I've seen it in high performance, they waste a hell of a lot of time, right? Whereas we don't have the time to waste. So routines are stuff like, okay, and you can see it on my videos where I can train little kids, train them, mm-hmm. okay? And you know, people will be actually, you know, critical from your country. I know important people have said, oh, you know, <laughs> he's not a dog trainer, okay? <laughs> but there's a thing that Bob Pan Grazy, from America teachers and he taught me when I was at uni 30 years ago or whatever about okay two whistles they look like an athlete okay but you keep them going around and around and around and bang two whistles again they look like an athlete they've got to find you you just keep layering this stuff layering it up and and look I go into any school like, like I'm still a school teacher well I'm a supply teacher I, I go into any class of any age and I can do that hmm. if I want to yeah, and I mean, obviously, uh, we're not going to delve into this, but the the idea here is that to a certain extent, chaos is good, but you need to have routines to allow the kids to have an environment to work in. And uh, the whistle yeah. thing, which uh, I, I've seen seen working and be very very effective with teachers. I mean, they're they're as chaotic as kids, as you know. <laughs> once once you let them out into a PE area. Um, it, they they respond anyway Gunny, we, we've done three we've done brilliantly i'm going to stop you there would you believe thank you <laughs> so uh, gunny is a as he said experienced pe teacher former head teacher he's worked across many sports including aussie rules and rugby league and he's still stuck in there now and doing good things his philosophy is kids learn teachers not subjects and sometimes you have to mow the grass before you save the whales that's one to to ponder on you can contact him on linkedin or on the Coach Whisperer app, and uh, there'll be links for that in the blurb. So we're going to finish with some quick-fire questions. 
I hope you knew these were coming. Okay, Gunny. I was actually looking for it. Don't, to see, uh, don't, don't like collapse or walk away. Keep going. Right. <laughs> How old are you? 50. What coaching book or book is by your bedside? Oh, yeah, got it for my 50th birthday. Something by Nick Cave and um, oh, an Irish fella. I think it's called Faith, Hope and Courage. Right. Which coach or teacher are you loving at the moment? Oh, look, if I can give one for your context, there's a guy, a rugby league guy, a very um, humble fellow who coaches up in Salford called Stuart Wilkinson. I oh, can contact yeah. him and go and uh, see him. But for me, look, there's an old guy here in Australia called Arthur Vernon who works with um, you know marginalised communities, etc. And when I do stuff, for example, I go into a high or semi-pro, high-performance sort of area and I'm doing stuff that they've never seen before. You know, the only coach writing anything down is uh, Arthur Vernon. You know okay, what I mean? Arthur I, Vernon. Okay, yeah. which team or sport or subject would you be love to be? Would you love to be coaching at the moment? Oh, geez, team, team, or okay. We look. I had a great fun time once with the Queensland Under Nineteen Netball mm. squad. I had to stand on tippy toes. Jesus, you know, they are some athletes. Netball, okay, I know it's starting to take off again in your country. Get around them. It's yeah. amazing. They're just it wonderful. Is a, it is a, great, is a great sport. Well worth, uh, well worth coaching. Uh, who's inspired you most? It's, it, it's a cliche, but my mother, anyway, knows me from my background. Very sort of, you know, traumatic sort of, but she's an inspiration. And what would you tell your 20-year-old self to do more of? Uh, eat more vegetables and stop listening to the uh, the bro science, okay, in the gym. All right, okay. Gunny, as always, a great pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on. Cheers. Thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to talking soon, Dan. Okay. Thank you.